Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan and I'm sat on the naughty step. Why are you sat on the naughty step? You'll be naughty. Because I'm putting my shoes on. Oh right, okay. And the lovely voice you just heard, that's my co-presenter and wife, Kay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird introduction. Well, because I was... Uh, like to vary it. No, not really. I was just being real, Kay. You're just being real. Don't you love it when people do that? Keeping it real. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's my favourite thing. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not. A, not our favourite thing when people say that. Yes, we're back for a brand new radio show and we're delighted to be here. Although this could be quite an interesting show in that we are discussing bookshops. We are. Now, it's fair to say that we love books. We do. Uh, f from a very early age, both you and I, it might be mm, good just mm, touching mm. On, on our love of books. Okay. Because from a very early age, both Kay and I had, you know, lots of interesting experiences with books. And that sort of gone on to... I, I definitely have a sort of desire. I don't think it'll ever come true, but it'd be great to have a library. We were, we've spoke about this, haven't we? It would be immense. I know. Um, just, we're just not little, talking Downton Abbey just library. Tiny, just tiny, a little space. Tiny, I mean, yeah, just probably to have 10 foot by 10 foot. More of a corner. Well, library, a room. A library corner. A room would be cool. Because well, a room would be cool. If you, but all you would it, need You is, just need one chair, don't you? Well, two, because um, then we could both be in there reading. Well, that's true. So, two chairs and then literally books all the way around mm. and then a ladder to get up to the top shelf A ladder? Yes. One of those ones that that's, slides. See, this is becoming very ambitious. So it's one of those ones that slides along like in cool libraries. This is ridiculous. You I couldn't could have that in a small room. <laughs> Look... A man can dream, can't we, he? Yeah, we, you, you can dream, honey. Now, the, the, the question is, what type of chair would you put in a library? Mm, well, I, I wouldn't have a... It's got to be leather. Oh, no, <laughs> no are you joking? Kidding. I'm only kidding. I was just about to say I don't do leather. Ooh, I don't do leather. <laughs> don't do duvets. Um, no, I don't like leather. Uh, I never have done. So it wouldn't be leather. It would be it would be like the chairs I've got here. Do you know the yes sort of um, yeah? I've got two sh what they're called Sherlock chairs from Next. Yeah, they look like and the chairs that Thora Heard used to sit down. They do a little in, bit in the advert where she'd say, "Ah, Shackleton's, ah, Shackleton's high yes. seat chairs." Look, I'm getting to that stage <laughs> where I could do with the Shackletons. Oh. Do you love those um, chairs which help you out? Yeah, oh yeah, cool. they're cool. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really even have to stand up. You just push it a just button. Just does and it they for lift you. Up. I know yeah. that's cool. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, I like chairs that are sort of high off the ground. Um, I don't like low down things these days. Just you know, dodgy back and all that business. But yeah. the Sherlock ones are very good. We've got two of those in the house, and they're really good. So I probably have. It would have to be pink. Some beautiful pink tweed fabric. Look, we'll kit out our library on okay. the wall, definitely. That's another thing and to do. And then I'd have to knit some blankets for the said chair. Look, calm yourself. All right. The question is, are we witnessing the end of the bookshop? And whilst this is a challenging question to pose, because I fear what the answer is, mm. I think it is an important discussion to have, because perhaps it's not too late. But that's a, you know, that's a leading statement in itself. Yeah. So, yeah, along the way today, we'll be talking about libraries, and books and bookshops mm -hmm. and what the right thing to do is when you're purchasing a book mm. because you know mm. so what many is the options right thing to do? these days I don't want there? to feel now you know you sort of feel obliged to do things in a certain mm. way but then 
you know, how much money you've got also dictates anyway. True. Let's get well, out the look, we're not even out discussed. of the door. We're still you were the, the one who went off on the fabric in the tangent in the library. You got me thinking about pink chairs, oh, so I don't quite down. know what you expect. Right folks, we're gonna get out on our We're gonna walk. get out. Start yeah. my runkeeper. It's ticking, everyone. Do you think we should let our listeners know I've started pumping iron? <laughs> well, you just have. So, a few days ago, Kay made some throwaway offhand remark. I can't remember exactly what it was. It's more than a few days ago. A oh, yeah, it is, because I've been doing it. A few weeks ago, I've been let's doing it for say. two and a half weeks. Oh, it's quite breezy. Is that going to be a problem? Well, with... at this stage, okay. that's not a problem at all. Right, okay. It's only a problem if you have full breeze in your face. Right, OK. So, so yeah, it was a few weeks ago. Yes. I, I made a joking statement. Yeah, but what do they say about jokes? <laughs> what do they say? <laughs> Tell everyone at home. Never a true word. Said in jest. No, I said that wrong. What is it? Never. A... Is that right? Well, I knew oh. what it, I knew what it was until you said what Never you said. Never a truer word oh, no, spoken in jest. You see, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. it is windy. Yeah, that's the reason why I raised my hand. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Kay made this throwaway comment, and you know. Should I say what the throwaway comment was? No, I wouldn't, or? because you, you'll probably get I messages. I feel a bit bad. And, and, yeah. and, then, and then you'll, oh, you'll feel noisy, bad about it. Noisy car. But we, you know, as you may know if you're long-term listeners, as you may not know, if this, oh, look, look, there's one of those cool musicians. Not. No, it's the lollipop lady. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't that funny? It's, it's a different lollipop lady. I think that happened lady. last time. It is, yes. Yeah. A very young and tattooed lollipop lady. Now, now if I'd had a, a lollipop lady like that when I was a kid, oh, no. I, I'd still be talking about her now. Very cool. She that looks... lollipop lady was about 90. Yes. Oh, I must tell you, actually, uh, about a lollipop lady. There is, when I do the school run on a morning, I, I can't remember which the name. Oh, I think it's Abbey School. Yes, it is Abbey. Yeah. A, a primary school on the way up to our daughter's secondary school, and there's always been this sort of lovely lollipop lady there. Yeah. Who you know she clearly knows absolutely everybody, and she always, you know, frustratingly for the car drivers, but lovely. She always seemed to stop for a. 10 minute sort of matter <laughs> with people she was helping cross the road when yeah. they were halfway across the road. Yeah. She's been there, she must have been there four or five years until oh. the last week right. or so. And the guy who's there now. Oh, Lollipop Man. Yes. Exciting. And I can describe him to you to a T. Okay. This man looks exactly like Steptoe's dad. Oh gosh, really? Yes. Was it Albert? Is it Wilfred Brimley? No. Wilfred Bramble. Wilfred Bramble. Yeah. Yeah, Wilfred Brimley is an American actor, I think. Right. An older American actor. So Wilfred Bramble was his name. Yeah. And supposedly a very lovely man. Yeah, I mean, actually really well spoken. But on on Steptoe and Son. On Steptoe and Son, he was like he was really rough, wasn't quite he? Quite the opposite. He looked like a sort of um, that is exactly, homeless person. That is exactly what this man looks yeah. like. And he's brilliant for the motorists. 
because he gets out into the road in a flash, gets people across the road wow. in a flash, and then he's back off the road again. Cool. But I have a feeling that if I was crossing the road, put it this way, I don't think I would be crossing the road with him. Mm -mm. I think I'd be terrified. I think I'd be crossing somewhere. You'd have to sort of speed across. Yes. So, Kay made a comment about <laughs> how nice it would be if I bulked up a bit. That makes it sound and, terrible. And what Kay didn't like realise was uh, that I've been thinking about this for probably the last year anyway. And so she tipped me over the edge. And so I bought some dumbbells. That no one in the world can lift. Apart from me. They're ridiculously heavy. Well, but put it this way, put it this way. I did, you know, as is my way, I did quite a lot of research and as you may know, again, long-term listeners, I'm a... Oh, can you smell that gorse? Yeah. It smells beautiful. I'm an avid runner, run six days a week. And one of the things that I've been seeing is that some strength and weight training actually benefits you in your running. So that was another reason why I thought it would be cool to do. So I sort of, I looked on places, mm -hmm. you know, for runners and mm -hmm. looked for advice. And I bought some... 10 kilogram dumbbells. They weigh an absolute ton. I can't even lift them. That, that, that's about 20, it'd be about 22 pounds, won't it? 10 I don't kilograms. Know. I think so, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I could be wrong there, so don't quote me. Anyway, look, I did this research and it said that guys should be buying between. Buying? Buying between a 5 oh, right, and a okay. 20 kg. 20? Yeah, I suppose if you... That's insane. But if, if you were like a labourer and you'd been doing, you know, manual labour... I suppose if you'd built like Arnold Schwarzenegger then... Well, no, no, no. These are for people who've never done it before. 20, 20 kilograms and you'd never done it before. I'm saying... That's it, insane. It isn't insane. If you were like a manual labourer or if you maybe you worked on the railways and you were always picking up bits of railway and I don't know anything you know working with your hands right. and lifting things yeah you're going to be able to go and pick up you know much bigger weights than I can go pick up I guess but I'll be honest when they arrived oh little birdies hello sorry I was distracted I was extremely scared yeah because you know just picking these things up I was like oh my goodness these things weigh an absolute ton but what I found was for, I've just, for, for one week, or, well, I've been doing it two and a half weeks now, for the first week, and this is what it said would happen, it said for the first week, you will feel like you can't do it. Yeah. And you'll feel like you need to go down a weight. Stick with it for the first week, and if at the end of the first week, you still feel like you need to go down a weight, go down a weight. Yeah. Well, it was on the Sunday, it was literally. Yeah, I remember you saying. It, it was literally yeah. seven days. And I went to pick them up, and I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna hurt. And it was like, woof straight up and yeah, off yeah. so i'm away now and i'm really into it i'm really enjoying doing it it's only a little bit yeah but you know that's the way to do it you start with a little and then build gradually... it up it's like anything isn't it that's new exercise wise you yes. build it up so case throwaway comment has turned into my <laughs> new obsession well it's not hardly an obsession no. but I, I are you surprised at... i'm surprised you're doing it yeah <laughs> Um, well, I just am. Oh, Steve's there. It's our postman. Steve, it's Steve. the postman. He's on the other side of the road. What do you see us? What do you see us? Is he going to turn around? What do you see us? Hi, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice day. 
There he goes. There's Steve. Yes, he's an interesting postman because sometimes he's really talkative. Yeah. And then other days. And other times he can be a bit grumpy. <laughs> but, you know, we love him all the same. Yes, he's been our postman for years. He and has. He's pretty. Our history with books is similar because what did you used to do um, when you were a kid? Didn't you used to go to the library? Oh, I did. I used to spend my summer holidays because I, I had a few friends, but not, I, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I just had a couple of good friends and I saw them in school holidays, but you can't be with them all the time, can you? Yeah, so I spent a lot of my teenage years in the school, summer holidays, going up and down to the library where I used to live. There was a library where um, there used to be like this bank of shops and then there was a library, which was brilliant. So it was about a 15 minute walk up the road. So I used to trundle off every couple of days and take a big stack of books back and get another big stack of books. Yeah. And I'd just lie on my bed and listen to music and read books. Yeah. And that was really my, you know, most lasting memory, I think, of some holidays when I was a teenager. And Mine was a raucous party, <laughs> cycling bikes into hedges. I did go to a few parties, but I just wasn't that kind of a, a no. teenager. No. Well, I, I joke because I too, used to go to the library in York. But what I used to do is I used to go upstairs into the reference library uh, where you weren't allowed to take the books out. Yeah, and I, I, used I wasn't that girl. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking now? Are you thinking you're total nerd? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I used... was a Sweet Valley High type well, girl. I used to go to the reference <laughs> library and I used to get books, and they were history books, really, really cool mm. history books. And I used to sit on a desk. They were like these cool wooden desks. Mm. And I'd sit, and it had like that green inlay, like yeah. that greeny sort yeah. of fabric inlay. So they were brilliant to sort of put felt. a book. Felt, it was like felt. Yes, yes. I used to sit there and I used to read really cool history books. And I remember what I was researching at the time, it was, it was Scottish and English history. It was like um, Edward the Longshanks and Robert wow, the Bruce and, very, and all of that. That's very posh, that. Yeah, I know, I know. What a complete nerd. Yeah. So we, from a very, I mean, from a very young age, because I also remember as well being given books. Yeah, I read. I've, I've got a book at home that I won from primary school when right. I was six. Right. It's got the date inside it, yeah. and it was a bookworm prize. Yeah. Bookworm prize presented to me in 1977, yeah. so I was six. Yeah. And I still got it, and it's a Mrs. Pepperpot book. Right. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah. So I was obviously reading really well at that age as well. Yeah. So from a very young age, we've loved books. And so, you know, through our life, we've always bought books and really loved them. And so, I mean, up to the point of, when digital books first came about, we were very adverse. We were, that is true. And it, it was like, well, why would you have a digital book when you know you could have the joy of having a real a book? A real book in your hands. You know, held, held in your hands. Yeah. And so it was really through reading at night that got me onto digital books. Yeah. And I think for, for you, it was the same. It's the same for me. Was it lightness it was, as well? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Lightness. So when you fell asleep, the book didn't fall on your face. It didn't fall on my face. I remember you um, saying. But that. also um, reading to Bryony at the night time as well when. Backlit. Yeah. 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 So you could have the light off. So you could have that, the light off. That is a brilliant too. function on. Uh, yeah. On, on Kindles. The fact that you could read it in, in pitch black and not yeah, get a headache. and not get a headache, that's yeah. right, yeah. But then, of course, I mean, it's funny that, that Kindle is now synonymous because they... Kindle must have come first, or maybe it didn't. Maybe Amazon invented Kindle. It is an Amazon product, I think, Kindle. I don't know if I they think... bought it, though. Oh, right. You know how they, they bought Love Film, didn't they, Amazon? Yeah, and right. that's how the, their sort of video streaming began. But, you know, it's interesting that... that what sits at the heart of this conversation today is it's Amazon, isn't it? Yeah. Because what what do you think? I mean, the death of the bookshop comes through digital books. Yeah. But I think I, it's, see, it's, I think Am if, it's yeah, Amazon. I think if digital books were going to finish off bookshops, they'd have done it already because they've yeah. been around so long. Yeah. I think what is gonna, what will have put more bookshops out of business is Amazon. They've put bookshops and many, many other types yeah. of businesses out of business. The, now, now the, the issue is you go into a bookshop, and we do lots. So you go into a bookshop and you find a book yeah. or you don't find a book. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I suppose you in see, the first instance, it's when you don't find the book. Yes. Do you order it through the bookshop and then... I have done sometimes, actually. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because... It is difficult. You go into the bookshop, they've not got your book, so you're a bit frustrated. Yeah. They say, oh, we can order it for you, and you it just think... It could take, like, five days or something. You're like, oh, okay. And then, before you know it, you've dropped onto Amazon. I know, and you've ordered it, and it's and there Amazon's the next got it, day. And it's there the next day. And it's cheaper. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's oh, it's really frustrating because you know I can understand why you know we all do it, don't we? And because it, it's just so easy and convenient. But I think it's only because we've just got used to that ease and convenience and the next day delivery. The concern from from my point of view is the majority of the books that I buy, I have picked up in a bookshop and I've read a bit of. So I know if it's going to be appropriate or not. Yeah. Now, people will say, oh, well, you can get samples on Amazon. Yeah. But I, I've got, a, I mean, I've maybe tried that a couple of times with fiction books that I've bought. I do get samples a lot on Kindle. Yeah. But I think, you know, I tend to buy an awful lot of history books. Mm. And I think, I personally, I don't think history books or reference books work digitally. Because, no, I agree actually. Because the pictures are a nightmare. Yeah. And quite often, that's half the issue, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not half yeah. the issue, it's half the point of buying the book. It's having maps and pictures. That's right. And I can't remember, I think it was a Star Wars book actually that I got. I mean, how crazy. It was the making of The Empire Strikes Back. Right. And you'd bought me the making of Star Wars, which yeah, is still yeah. the bookshelf. It's brilliant. So it's full of really interesting pictures and like handwritten notes. And whilst they still do digitize it on, on, on the digital yeah. ones, it's just not the same. The question really is, what is the right thing to do? I mean, it's really difficult because these days as well, 
I don't like having too many physical books around me because I just don't like the clutter. Yeah. And generally speaking, if it's a fiction book, yeah. I don't read it again. So there's no point I've, in No, I mean, I've got a few books of my favourites that I have got physical copies of because I do read them again and again. But generally speaking, I don't read a novel again once I've read it. Because this, if you think about it... So what's the point I, in having it? The, what's the point in having it sat on a bookshelf? There is, and also as well, if you think about it, and I'd never thought about it this way, there's a an eco question to this. Yeah. Because... That is, it, is true, because it, it uses for, a lot of trees, doesn't well, it? Well, the energy and mm. the, the, the ink and all of the things that it takes to create a paper copy yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. There is a really sort of... Especially I mean, if you're only going to read it once. Yeah. There is just no point, is there, in buying a book which you're just going to read once? No. Well, I don't think so. You know, it might be that you buy a book, you read it, and then you pass it on to someone else. Yes. And that's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Although, although, although it's then, becoming increasingly difficult to pass books on. Because yeah. aren't charity shops getting very... I really struggle to actually get rid of books. They don't because want them anymore, nowhere do they? will take them, no. And I think in recent times that's because possibly of COVID, so many people have started reading over COVID times and then they've got the, all these books and charity shops are just overrun with them. Right. Um, I don't know, I haven't tried well, that actually. Well, tells you that no one is buying books from charity shops. I think they do, right. I think they do, but it, it, you know, you'd reach saturation point, wouldn't you, I guess? Yeah. But I know that whenever we get sort of charity bags through the door, yeah. it's all, always in bold, no books. Yeah, yeah. So... It creates a very, very... I mean, this is a much more deep and interesting topic than I... And you can't recycle them anyway because of the glue. Yes. Because of the glue that they use, you can't recycle them. So it is really a dilemma, personally for me, in storing in buying physical books because i don't like having a lot of clutter of books around no. me now i think i don't buy fiction books hard copies no you don't i used no. to but now if i'm going to read whatever i'm going to read at bedtime I, I, I just have a digital copy yeah but i do really really love books. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of reference books that are physical books. Now, I suppose it is, if you're going to buy a book and you're going to keep it your whole life yeah. and you're going to use it, then brilliant. that's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, this was really the driver behind the idea behind this show is, for me, I have a much deeper connection with a book that I'm reading in my hand than I do mm, with mm. a book that I'm reading mm. digitally. I agree. And I think it's because when something, it's like it's not real, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's, you know, not a tangible thing. It's a little bit like... Oh, my eyes are running with the wind. What is it? Your eyes? My eyes are running with the wind. It's so windy. <laughs> I think it's a similar sort of thing with music and, you know, with a sort of... Because CDs... I mean, it's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. I think that that's where the sort of concern is. Because, I mean, how, how awful would it be if we end up in a world without bookshops? Well, I do think we're on the way there. 
because that you know there's very few independent bookshops these days isn't there i mean we spoke about i think we've spoken about it a couple of times on this show we found one yeah and it, it, i mean it it's does, brilliant they must be doing okay they must be doing okay i think it's in Ripon in North Yorkshire and it's called the Little Ripon Bookshop. And it's, and it's grown, a gorgeous. Yes, yeah, it has. It used to be in one tiny shop and then after a few years they bought the shop next door and expanded it. And it's a lovely, lovely shop. And whenever we go now, we end up spending sort of 40, 50, 60 pounds. Because um, it's a treat and we've because saved it's up a treat. and we've gone yeah. there. And Brian loves to go. And um, so what what we what we will always try and do when we're in an independent bookshop is buy something. Yeah, absolutely. So long as we want it. I think the thing with independent bookshops as well is I, I always find that I go in and I'll find books that I've never seen before. And I think, my gosh, that's brilliant. Because I think they can curate their own their own collection, can't they? Whereas yeah. in Waterstones, they just get dictated to yeah. from up on high yeah. what books they're going to put on their shelves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is nothing better than an independent bookshop. You'll find books in an independent that you just won't find anywhere yeah. else. And I think that it's a really sort of cool thing because it's not, it's not often. I mean, I, I can't think of many places where you can go and really try before you buy. No, that's true. I mean, you could, generally speaking, a bookshop will never kick you out. No. You know, you could, and usually there's seats around, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, comfy seats too. Yeah. So, you, so know, you could grab a few books and just sit there for and have a good read. an hour, and I don't think anybody would say anything to you. No, and then, you know, buy... You couldn't go into a clothes shop, could you put a dress on and just sit around yeah. in it for an hour? <laughs> I mean, it's the same. I mean, I think in the old days, you could listen in music shops. I think I right. recall when I was young, there being a music shop in York, Tower Hill Records. And you could go in a booth and listen to yes. it. Yeah. They had a few booths, so you could go in, you could grab the record, you could go in, yeah. stick it on the turntable, put your headphones on and go. And listen to it, yeah. I mean, That's it, cool. is, it is such a sort of special feeling and I think what worries me that, that more than anything is as books become more digitized yeah. and are consumed more digitally I just worry that people will read full books less less and less because if you're like if you're on a digital device you have to be very self-disciplined now I'm cool with this, but you know I can think of someone in our family who hasn't read a book in years no. and is a very intelligent person. Yeah. But it's very weird and it's because And she's only twenty. Yeah. Connect she's connected to her device and they're, they're like they'll jump onto this and read that for a bit yeah. and they jump onto something else it's like they don't she you know they, she'll say oh i read i just don't read books it's a skill isn't it to read a book because you have to do a couple of things focus and concentrate yeah and, yeah you've got to be able to focus you've got to be able to concentrate like you've said yeah you've also and got I, to, you've got to be really self-disciplined yeah. in not getting being distracted, distracted. And, and i think that is really something that I, th I would say young, the younger sort of age group of people 
it's just not something I don't I think they're just not really accustomed to doing yeah. because there are so many distractions in this digital world yeah. and to be to have the ability to focus and concentrate on something for a certain amount of time yeah. I think it's a really important one and, and I think is, reading is a great way it is. of practicing that skill. And this is where books come into their own, isn't it? Yeah. Because you can walk into a room, all you need is a candle and your book. Yeah. You don't need an electrical source. No, not really. You don't need an internet connection. No. Or and you could, if it's during the day, just go outside and exactly. sit, sit under a tree, you know, even exactly. better. And, and you're away. And th that, what that does is that forces you it's a bit like in the old days when, the, 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 before remote controls came in on TV yeah, channels, yeah. and people would always stay watching something longer. Yeah. It must have been... Because they couldn't be bothered to get up and change the channel. Can you imagine how much better... Now, I don't like adverts. No. But imagine when ITV first started, everyone will have watched every advert. Yeah, yeah. Because no one would be bothered to get up and turn it off. No. Or turn it over. Now when the adverts come on, you're flicking around, aren't you? And yeah, yeah. I sort of feel like if bookshops were going to go, they'd have gone already. Possibly. But I is mean, it more maybe, of a trickle? Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, I mean, now you, you do see, like, we used to have a brilliant chain of bookshops called Borders. I think it was in the States, too. Yeah, and they went, and it was Very just... Very quickly, actually. Oh, it was just devastating because they're... Their shops were amazing. You know, yeah, it was, it was just stupid. They were brilliant bookshops yeah. and they went. And now, really, all we have is, apart from the odd independent, I would say, Waterstones is the biggest chain, I would it's say. The only one that's any good because yeah. W.H. Smith used Smith's, to be good. W.H. Smith used to be good but and now, it's kind of, it's just rubbish it's now. It's become everything. Generally, W.H. Smith's is. is rubbish I think. It's Marks and I don't Spencers. know what it is it's anymore. The it's the post office, it's Marks and Spencers. So you can go in, post a parcel, it's, buy some milk <sighs> and then there's barely any, I mean when we looked the, the books have been like squashed, squashed into, into, into this such small a small area. So it is Waterstones in most places or yeah, bust. Yeah. So that I suppose tells you that perhaps things aren't as good as maybe we would hope that they are. No. I mean it I mean, it might be if you go to sort of university towns, yeah. that would be different, but they're catering to students, aren't they? And I tell you what I love, actually. I do love a really good second-hand bookstore. Yes, and actually, when we go away in the summer, there's a really famous one right. that's in a uh, town where I think we're going to be, right. so I think we're going to visit it. Now, the, the reason why I love second-hand bookshops so much is you can find stuff in there. Yeah. You'll obviously not find anywhere. No, no, and you can find sort of early copies of your favourite books yeah. and things like that. I think that if you really, if you really love... Oh gosh, did you see the size of that bee? Oh, that was big, yeah. That was enormous. Whether it's fiction or not, I think if you really love a book title, like a bit like you've got Clown of the Cave there. Yes. And you would always have that. Yeah, and mine is my original copy that I yeah. read, gosh, I don't know, 30 years ago maybe? And I have Redwall. Yeah. The original copy which my grand gave me when I was about 12. Mm, mm. And that's, ah, oh, no, you see, because I read it to Briny at bedtime, I did get digital copies. Yeah. And this is the, I mean, I do think that, and I think we've spoken about this 
before when we spoke about our top 10, I think we did our top 10 books, didn't we? I think we were yeah. talking about our top 10 books when we walked around fountains. Oh, right. The famous... The famous walk. <laughs> walk with the tractors and the... Diggers and the... School trips and... Oh, dear. But I really do think that... But then, you know, now that we've spoken about, because I really hadn't thought about the eco thing, and, you know, when you consider the glue, you consider the paper. Yeah. Actually, I, I think I'd take back that comment that I made, which was they should put a digital download in the back of paper copies. I don't know if that's a good thing or not now. Yeah, I mean, it's, I just, I think the whole subject is kind of tricky, isn't it? I know there are stalwart people who would never use a digital service for books. But then, of course, with me, there's also the fact that I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Yes. Yeah. And that's something, I mean, audiobooks have been around a long time, but previously you had to buy, like, a CD and there'd be, like, ten CDs in a box set. I and remember the cassette ones. Yeah, the cassette Where ones. Where you the plastic, yeah. <laughs> be, like, three pages yeah, so of cassettes. Yeah, like, Harry Potter, for example, yeah. would be enormous. Yeah. Because it's such a long book, you know, the bigger ones that... Yeah. Um, such long books and but these days you know you download it on your phone you can listen to a, a book and I do that a lot so I think how we consume books has changed such a lot yeah, it in really recent has. years that it's it's a tricky question really because although I love a bookshop I still use all these things that well they all have their place don't they, they do all have their place and I think if we all used all of the sort of options with regards to books then I, I think, think bookshops would probably survive they would the, the, the key to it I think is and one of the things that we've learned with Amazon is there's a reason why it's cheap and that's because it's after sales is utterly appalling terrible yeah and so for me I would always want to purchase from a shop in the first instance yeah if that's not available to you then yeah okay buy it online the, the, there's always the question yeah. of money yeah yeah and, you know for me i would rather save up another week and be able to buy it from a shop which you know will always be there for me to go in and browse books and yeah. you know decide what i want to buy give me good after sales they're always really friendly i've got to say in waterstones and yeah. If you stood there browsing at books, someone will come over and say, oh, have you tried this one? This one's really good. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, that's brilliant, isn't it? You don't get that with Amazon, do you? No, I mean... The other thing that really irritates me about Amazon is they'll, they'll deliver at, like, 9 o'clock at night. You know, they'll be knocking on your door, and I just find that really, really... Or on a um, Sunday. Yeah, or on a Sunday. I mean, maybe it's only people, us. Maybe it's only us. But I would, I would so go back to a world where Sunday everything yeah, shut down. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't need to get deliveries on a Sunday. And people, some people would would disagree and say, oh, well, it's really useful for me. But we all survived, didn't we? we <laughs> Before we, we, this was all available. We absolutely all survived, and you know, I think. Oh my gosh! There was something quite it's a special. Massive walking group coming towards we us. Gonna... We're going to have to divert.
there was something special about the the sort of quietness of a Sunday. Yeah. The fact that the streets were empty. Absolutely. People were at home. They were out on walks. You're having your Sunday lunch. Family time. Yeah. You know. That's the, just gone, hasn't it? We, we were in an environment. It's a bit like reading the book. It's a bit like sitting under the tree and reading the book. Yeah. You've got no distractions. Yeah. Now the world's changed, and so every day, apart from Christmas Day and maybe Easter Sunday, yeah. it's like constant distractions. It is. So constant it, noise. It eats away at everything, and it's such a shame. It is a shame. Now, it's interesting, isn't it, that they say, and I learned when I was a teacher, that, that children were a reflection of their parents. Yeah. And so I suppose I, it's yeah, no I surprise agree. that our 16 year old daughter refuses to read digital books. Yeah, we, I mean, we've offered it to her and said, you know, do you want a Kindle for your birthday or Christmas? And she kind of looks at us as if we're mad. And I do have to go through her books once every sort of six months and we have to declutter them because otherwise there'll be no room in her bedroom for uh, anything. I think it's just superb. Oh yes, brilliant. With, I love without this any, reads. Without any effort really from us. No. And it is, you don't have to teach. You see, I really do believe that people learn through experience. Mm. And through her being around us and the way that we cherish books, yeah. I think that is what will have sort of ingrained in her that yeah. this, is, this is cool yeah. this is a cool thing to do yeah and she I mean her friends hardly any of her friends read really one or two of them read but hardly any of them read and they're all like why do you read why do you even read books and her reply is usually well why don't you read books <laughs> and she's like because it's fun and it's cool and it's amazing it's sort of worrying isn't it it makes you because, you know, I was just thinking back there where you were saying about, you know, you listen to audiobooks and, you know, we're reading books at night using, um, you know, yeah. digital devices that enable us to read at night. So what it's doing is it's giving us more opportunities to consume more books, yeah. which is great yeah. because that then means the industry is strong and people mm. keep writing mm -hmm. and all of that. But if the young generation yeah. is not... That's right. Then where is that going to take us where to? Where is that going? Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I was reading. Yeah. You know, I was reading the Redwall books. I was reading Stephen King books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you say, yeah. Steve, I, I wasn't. I've no. never read a Stephen King book. They're not for me, but... There's, there's a book for everyone, isn't there? And there's a genre and there's authors that will appeal to everyone, no matter what your preferences are. I think also as well, there must be something to be said for the brain power which it takes to create the world in which a book mm -hmm. exists in your head. That's imagination, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think that's so, it's, I think that's really lacking. And, and the problem is no one has to use their imagination no, anymore. No, they don't. Because and no one really games. has to use their brains very much, no. really. Not compared to when we didn't have all of this technology. Yeah. You couldn't just Google something, could you? No. You had to think about it, or you had to pick up a book and look it up. Or you had to go to a library, or you had to go and ask your granddad. Or, you know, you had to physically do something to find out some information, and you had to work for it. And now no one has to work for anything. It's like, oh, who was that actor in that film? <laughs> hmm, let's see. Are you talking about Google now? 
Google, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really good that you can get answers to questions, but in the first instance, like you've just said, it's much better to talk to people around yeah. you. Because otherwise, you know, I remember there was an advert, wasn't there? I remember an advert where there was a guy on a phone walking down a street and he nearly bumped into someone because he was on his phone. Someone did that to me yesterday. But, but he, he didn't and then off he went. And then there was a mirror of that advert where he was walking down the street without his phone. Mm. And he did bump into the person and he got talking to the person and then the advert carries on and by the end they're married <laughs> and you know whilst it's that, a but that is true it that, is you true. know people don't meet each other the way that they used to meet each other you know no. you'd meet each other going to a dance or yeah. a disco or a party yeah. or whatever yeah. and now it's all what is it what's it called tinder oh. I mean, uh, you're getting into a whole other ball yeah i know there. i just despair really i just despair we keep saying to Bryony. Don't, don't, please don't. Well, we don't, we occasionally we don't say, say. don't go on Tinder, she's 16. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's that whole way of meeting people, isn't it? It is, and I think, you know, I think what we have to do as the sort of older generation is we have to try and touch the lives of those young minds around us to make them aware that it is worth going through the effort of trying to meet someone organically. Yeah. Not because of your likes and dislikes on a profile page. Yeah. It's a whole other conversation. It is a whole other should conversation. Should Tinder exist? Maybe we should talk about that sometime. Well, it's just no, and that, that'd be it for me. <laughs> Look, it's the end of another wonderful walk. Yes, My goodness, it's been home. exciting. Those walking groups. Walking groups and big fat bees yes. and <laughs> lovely smelling flowers. Folks, it's been wonderful to be with you. I hope you're all really well. And we will see you in two weeks for a brand new radio show. Yes. Bye. See you soon. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.